Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Dr. Hans Uter. Last name is spelled U-T-T-E-R. And this will be eighth part in our series about MK Ultra Music as the Weapon, from Manson to the Technotronic Control State. And he's definitely one of my most listened to guests. Like people uh, consistently send me like very good compliments about him and his research, really original uh, research. I haven't seen anything like it anywhere else, but uh, really going back to the 60s and the 50s, and some of the names that may not be as uh, shared these days, like Bateson or some of these other guys behind the scenes at the uh, Grateful Dead. So I'm always interested in listening to him. So welcome back to the show, Hans Uter. All right. You know, that's uh, my gym teacher when I was in eighth or ninth grade, call me Hans Uter, Hans Utter. Now that, that, that was like traumatic, right? She was, it was a difficult time, Hans Uter. So, but no, William, it's great to be back here. Um, and all, um, you know, joking aside. Yeah. So I, I thought, um, well, I, I thought actually, if you don't mind, we'll start out. This is just um, uh, a song we recorded I recorded it at home a couple of days ago. Um, it's not me singing. And this is uh, Ganesh. Uh, it's this Ganesh remover of obstacles. Um, it's a uh, using the sound, the resonant tones in this particular name of the elephant headed deity Ganesh. So if you could uh, maybe just play just a bit of that before we dive into the, the darkness. Okay, that's enough. You can stop there. All right, so that's just something on a more positive musical tip. I saw that good morning from Sydney, and there's that little clip. So, yeah, I, I that took I threw that together. Oh, I'll have to, but uh, yeah, I'll have to edit that in for people who didn't get the music. It's hard for me to bounce in between Streamyard. Some yeah, there's it just doesn't yeah. work out sometimes. So. Well, well, no worries, no worries. It's um, the the nature of the reality of the system, the particular things that are unfolding right now, require a level of discernment in terms of you know what you let into your mind, how you relate to what comes in your mind, and how. I think ultimately you clarify yourself and clarify your life and what you're doing because it's, as we go through today's show, we'll see that, you know, Jerry's talking about the the plug in the brain, right? Or whatever that is it's 6G, right? That is the same model, the same template, which is the ending of, of humanity as we know it, right? It's it's a it's a extraction, so to speak, of the the human potential, human energy, which doesn't really make sense for anybody except for people that are pretty malevolent, uh, which it appears these people potentially are. You know, if we 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 can go through all the headlines, but a lot of this, you know, we can go back. You know, we talked about the Macy conferences, and this connects with. Before World War II, we have the Prince of Radio Project. We have this, um, the first Macy Conference before it was called that officially. It was about cerebral inhibition, right? And so that is this idea that is actually hypnosis, but it's a much more clear exposition of hypnosis. And a lot of these ideas and goals and outcomes are 
linked to the United Nations. Um, they're connected with this idea of the global governance, right? And also with the voluntary shifting of your energy into that system, right? So whether if we look at the, um, there's a Marilyn Ferguson, I don't, I don't have the book in front of me, but the Aquarian Conspiracy, yeah. she talks about that with the purpose of disseminating, distributing LSD was that, you know, to open people up to the spiritual, but she says she makes the admission that this, what they think they're encountering this higher dimension, they're actually being possessed. So it's opening to a type of possession, right? Wow. And, and that is kind of, you know, what, to a degree, what is occurring, right? And, but it all ties in and it all creates this sort of very ugly mosaic. <laughs> um, but, um, and she's like, you know, an insider. So we, which I, I, I wasn't going to go into this whole other side, but we can look at the, um, going back to the 1920s, going back before that, you know, going back to this other uh, trend of this idea of the sort of al alchemizing of humanity, but also this, the mechanical, the clockwork mechanism of society running like a giant clock, right? Yeah. So that's in the interest of those who are um, at the, the higher, higher echelons of that, um, and so, you know, again, what's interesting about some of these clips, you know, that we'll play is like Paul Foster, who's a merry prankster, but also a cartoonist and then a genius mathematician and computer programmer who was a merry prankster. And he's talking about, so we can maybe play a clip from him, you know, directly from the, um, the horse's mouth, uh, so to speak, talking about this programming. That's, you know, this is um, like in the movie uh, performance, right? Mick right. Jagger clearly states, this is a type of programming, right? I am, you know, th there's a guy, they drug him and he goes into this like kind of weird mind control sequence. And during that sequence, the guy asked him or Mick Jagger says, what do you want to hear? And he says, you're the programmer. Wow. You program me, right? And that's... That's exactly what, to a certain extent, that's the decision of the will, right? We have our will. We have our sense of ourselves. There's a big portion of types of spirituality, new age stuff, whatever, that really works to sort of destroy this individual being right that is us right not that obviously most a lot of people are almost you know barbarians bar crazed barbarians or else just locked into you know neurotic patterns or whatever they may be or addictions etc but your way out of that is your essence not dissolving that essence right and we right. see this in a lot of these secret societies um the oto the stella martona you know going back you know, to the uh, Hashishans, the, uh, you know, the assassins, the Ismaili thing is that you, in a certain way, you give up this responsibility, just as in the Aquarian conspiracy, you know, this is in a sense opening the Luciferian age. So you have, you have a choice though, 
right? And that's why, even though uh, I mentioned the United Nations, the reason I brought this up is they have this, you know, uh, uh, thing they're offering, right? To control, take total control of all the governments of the world for this vaccination stuff, right? To suppress all disinformation. This is a complete planetary control with no more national sovereignty. And this, you know, was voted upon. It was passed. I think there's 11 or 12 countries that didn't vote. But this is the exact same process, just another uh, vehicle direction. So, so, yeah, if you want to go ahead and play the poll. Okay, interested in this girl, B, right. who was a friend of Trump's wife. Right. 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 Right, so he says right there, I'm the programmer, right? Yes, yeah, and that's Paul Foster, another one of these mysterious merry pranksters, right? And remember I mentioned that all this high-tech stuff was happening. Um, and so we have another one of the players involved with the technical expertise and know-how, right, to be doing this experimentation. So, yeah, go ahead and continue. And, and, and you have eight audio files, right? So we just went through one. But it is interesting the kind of Mary Prankster theme kind of overlaps with the Joker archetype, right? Like they're playing a trick on people and having a good time at it. It's kind of interesting. Well, you know, the jester also, right, is connected with Baal, right? Oh, so right. so the image of the jester and Baal and this light and dark. So the, the um, even like Loki, right, the trickster god, right? right? So you're a prankster, but it is, um, there is this connection, um, which, you know, at least I've seen that, encountered that, it kind of makes sense, right? But if you tie that in with Baal and, you know, this, then you go all the way back, you know, you this, this becomes, it's not simply just something that is now being undertaken because of the technology is there or because this and that. No, these particular types of things and this, you know, the, whether it's the Chaldeans or, you okay. know, the worship of ISIS and these other, you know, where they have the human sacrifice, right? You know, you have to sac you sacrifice your firstborn son, the Moloch, right? right. Um, but this is the priests, right? These are the, they were the controllers of many, you know, there's many examples of this where people couldn't read, even, you know, they couldn't read Sanskrit or they didn't know the verses or they weren't able to do the rituals, right? right. So the priests maintain a great deal of power and it's so it's this um this strand or stream that that connects so that that'd be interesting if um you know like i said i saw a reference to that and i have to confirm it but it would be interesting to tie that in with Paul. then you have the mary pranksters then you have the joker right that's another iteration right. of this um and just as an aside uh to state that i think the last show we did i talked about you know these types of uh, neurophysiological configurations that are almost hired in, uh, wired in, right? Through types of trauma, stuff like that. Well, it doesn't, things don't have to go to that extent, right? Just the associational references of, say, for example, background, um, in, you know, background in a scene in a movie and the music, right? So you associate a character who is diabolical, right? Who is essentially evil, with the, the the musical theme of the hero, right? Or you destabilize 
So, you know, you have this inversion of morality, so to speak. And that's an example of the Joker. Like you say, Wolf of Wall Street. That's another great example, right? That guy, that guy was, uh, I mean, he was really a very, you know, so he's a total sociopath, you know, psychopath. But there's many other examples of this, right? Um, and in fact, it can be very subtle, but by even by playing certain melodic sequences, certain types of chord progressions in particular keys, you can imprint emotional responses or valencing how you perceive something, right? So this is, um, um, and so it all, um, anyways, we'll just continue with the examples. Well, just one more thing, like the prankster trickster motif in folklore is covers almost all cultures. So like this is one aspect in the Grateful Dead of that thing. I, I mean, I can just show you here. This is yeah, just, please. Um, or show the audience as well. But this is just the Wikipedia thing on the trickster motif. The trickster is a character in the story who exhibits a great degree of intellect or secret knowledge and uses it to play tricks or otherwise, otherwise disobey normal rules and defy conventional behavior, right? That's the Merry Pranksters. And then you can go down and all these Native American coyotes. But you can just see all of the tricksters and all of these different Igbo, right? That's South Africa or uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. American folklore, Belgian, Brazil, has the Sachi. I mean, what else? Like the fairy is a kind of a trickster figure or Puck, right? Puck from uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. So it just goes on and on. It's pretty interesting. So you can see, and I think you can see an aspect of the Grateful Dead and some of these guys maintaining that folkloric uh, connection. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, exactly. And, uh, you know, steal your face right off of your head. Right. That's, a, you know, like the classic, you know, Grateful Deadline. Like I told you what I said, steal your face right off of your head. Steal your face. What does that mean? This is the 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 resonant reality and actually used in terms of specific types of mind control programming. Right. Because your face is stolen, your identity, yourself. Right. Your how you interact with the world, you know, in a sense, your essence, even though you still have your head, you still think you're functioning autonomously, but, uh, and th that's part of it. Right. But then at the same time, they're saying, this is the, um, whether you want to call it revelation of the method or this idea of a voluntary thing, we are the pranksters, right? We are, we are telling you, that we are doing this right we're i mean if you give someone lsd and you know you have all these experimental frequencies and these you know crazy extremely disturbing traumatic um you know auditory visual events and someone doesn't even know they've taken lsd that's a little bit more than a prank right you can have permanent you know and, and it's very common i mean people had permanent psychosis right and they did just laughed it off oh even on the bus right when they were driving around the country distributing lsd throughout the country um people would get on the bus and go insane or people that were with the merry pranksters totally lost their minds and it was just oh that's just part of it no big deal whatever right. well that's that's kind of a big deal to me man <laughs> if that happened to me it's, you know so stealing your face is really like you know, you are becoming a imprinted mind controlled slave, but also, you know, you're, it's like, it's almost like you'll never be able to live the life that you could have because part of your identity has been removed and is now in this process that it, you, 
most likely you voluntarily acquiesce to, even if the trickster was hiding it, right? But still, you know it's a trickster, right? And if they say it in front of them, you meet the coyote, right? You know the coyote is a trickster. So, right. and, and it goes through all these cultures, but then people think they'll get something. Or, you know, they, they, they dismiss their intuition. They move forward or else they think, oh, I'll, I'll get something I really want out of this, right? So, um, No, it's fast. It's really fascinating that they had these kind of components in all their music and steal your face like the whole mind control thing's incredible they're much smarter i didn't know how intellect just like the trickster right something of high intellect tricking people you're ready for the next audio yeah go ahead okay you know anyway this night this method could come up to these guys are trying to make a commercial thing go okay there's mainly two groups there's the San Jose group and there's the, the Colorado Now, there's interchange between them, but there's mainly those two. The San Jose group included Pigpen only because I could get the curtain. Only because he needed the dough. Yeah. Okay. I'd get him 15 a night. And uh, it was uh, groovy. I was getting a good deal. I was getting a very good deal. This chick. Lady, she would take care of getting us to stage, you see. And uh, it was cool. And then he played his set, which was when people had to come to town a bit, okay? Yeah. And it was groovy, and uh, we, we put the little lights and all. Because he didn't like to get up on the stage. He just had a better It's taken him three years to do a solo now. He gets up and does a little solo number. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I recall too when he jumped on the uh, he jumped on the in the, the car with us to go get the the S test for us and then to the stone and looked down at the stone. Yeah, by Babs and some Babs and some of these these guys. The sort of inner core, maybe if there was if there was one of the professors, let's say the people that that were regression could. Could uh, afford to, to turn on the, yeah. the, the ones that she found. So that was it. You mentioned Pink Pan and Palo Alto and San Jose groups, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this is just all that the purpose of that clip is just showing that you have the San Jose, the Palo Alto, and tying all this in together, right? And then, again, this is Paul Foster, the programmer, right? Uh, you know, so, so it's, um, you know, and it, again, we talked last uh last time you know about like the charlatans and that whole little scene that you know the original sort of lsd rollout scene in um in La las vegas right i'm sorry in nevada not in las vegas but in nevada um and you know they wore clothing that was connected with the 1850s with the wild west yet groups of people they emigrated from that center and went to San Francisco and started introducing the psychic psychedelic clothing, right? Mm -hmm. So the actual emanation of these fashions, which serve also to destabilize, right? A little bit. You lose the suit. You suddenly have these day glow colors. What are those colors doing to your brain, right? They're, they're kind of ugly colors. Think about it, like 70s colors. I mean, they're not the greatest looking colors. Well, this also has an effect on you know on the mind 
But again, it's coming from this group. But then you have the San Jose Palo Alto crowd, which goes back, starts in the late 50s. Um, so, yeah, we just continue on from there. Go ahead, then. This is a long, I think this third audio is much longer. So if you want to play that, I'll go ahead and hit it. Um, if that's if that's the uh, the Macy Conference seance recording, that's like 15 minutes, so we don't want to play that whole thing. But okay. uh, I don't, I don't know. know. It's either the third or the fourth. I don't remember. Let's see. Okay, yeah, go ahead and see what it is. Material out here into some other kind of language, possibly other visual language, so that things would look the way you wanted them to. Yeah. Reality would behave the way you wanted it to, whether it did or whether it really did or not. So the whole question of what's real and what isn't starts to get real mushy right there. If everybody's experiencing completely subjective realities based on their own temperament or whatever they want, you know, including however far you wanted to take it. Now, this could, this, as far as, if you think of the drug experience as getting away from something or getting towards something, like getting away from something if you're a ghetto person, yeah. you know, a nice soft experience like heroin. You know. This is Jerry, by the way. Okay. The objection there seems to be the idea of getting away, you know what I mean? Right. Um, like, what? What is it all about? The, 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 that. So, I see basic objection about going on with this virtual reality. If you take it for it, I mean, it, the whole I, the whole thing is that it, it, it eliminates a lot of the need for it, all of the other things that we put so much energy into all this time. Communication on every other level starts to be unnecessary. I mean, I'm a musician. Uh, I recognize that as a musician, there's certain there's a certain chauvinism attached to it, which is the thing of well. I spent my time learning how to play. You, know, you didn't spend time learning how to play, therefore you're not a musician. Okay, so that was Jerry. <clears throat> that was the third one. Okay, yeah. So so just notice it starts out saying you go into a completely subjective reality. You go into, he's talking about virtual reality, and he's talking about that this, you know, he's, and this is in the 90s, right? You know, obviously virtual reality was rather primitive at that time, or at least, you know, what we, you know, in the public had access to or whatever. But uh, he's saying that, you know, total subjective reality. You don't need to communicate. You don't need to even learn how to do anything in your life. You can just do it in your fantasy land virtual reality. And he's saying, just because I spent my time learning how to play a musical instrument, the chauvinism, right? It's uh, arrogance. No, you actually learned a skill. Well, in your virtual reality, you can, what, communicate with, you know, so he's saying an end to actual human beings having actual relationships and actually even developing skills and simply just living in a completely subjective virtual fantasy world um, and talking about implementing this on a global worldwide scale e.g. what smart cities 6g right exact same template i don't know if you want to um, so there's a lot, like, again, he's, he's a smart guy, right? So he's yeah. embedding that in there towards in a way he see, he mentions towards or away response, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. That's what he's referencing, right? Drugs that are towards drugs that are away. So he's using that towards and away as that basic, you know, reactivity of the arousal response or, you know, of the nervous system, which is actually what going back to, we started out with that, um, I'm a little puppet, you know, that, uh, school recording which serves to send signals 
jam basically jam your nervous system right you could it, one level you could say it's analogous to cognitive dissonance but this is more like nervous system dissonance you have an attraction towards something you have a, an aversion you have a rest response you have an arousal response and you have these both firing at the same time this is where yes you'll go into a state which may seem like a type of ecstasy because you're having like a shutdown and that's a perfect programming loci Right. Um, and it's, but especially if you don't recognize what is happening when that's happening to you, you will continually being, you'll continue to want to be attracted to this state of basically frying out your circuits in your brain and feeling really relaxed because you're, you know, as opposed to things that are really helpful and, 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 and that are healing and, and generate possibilities. You can think of how many people you may know or not don't know them that say they get into heavy metal rock scene, they get into punk rock scene, right? But when they go to the show, they feel great. Look at the rest of their lives. They're getting that stimulation. They're getting that, right? They're having an, they're an identity they're going with, but actually everything they're doing is just is harming them and even harming them in ways that they're not even aware of because because the the baseline experience becomes so fragmented not just on the intellectual or cognitive level but on the nervous system level on the experiential level that you don't even want to go there you want to if you touch that you're going to run from that as fast as you can and you're going to go back to your either your you know join jerry you know play guitar like jerry in his virtual reality you know transhumanist fantasy land or you know go you know i don't know go you know take a bunch of ecstasy and go to a techno club or something and and you know the basic thing is you may feel kind of good but what is this doing to you you know, what are you doing to yourself and how dead have you become to your own sensory experience that you require something that's such a total nervous system, light, sound, physical, you overload, right? This is the opposite of the subtlety of the higher levels of human potential, right? This is the, maybe like the din of a battlefield, but anyways. It's like mine. the Dionysian kind of complex, like. That's what they're shooting for. And that's why they call them deadheads, right? It's the deadheads. They're probably, and they get become addicted to that state, right? To whatever state the dead is putting them into. And that's yeah. why they're, they're so strange. Like they become their own mi micro or whatever, like subculture, really, because of the, the music and the information that they're getting and the imp impulse. And that's why they travel around and follow them. They may, like you said, they may not know consciously what's happening to them. Like, so they become almost like, you know, the Piper and the rats following them around. Like they're the, they're the ones following the Pied Piper. Don't they have, doesn't the dead use the Pied Piper iconography in their, in their art and stuff like that? I thought maybe. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, by the way, and I cannot find this reference online, but the Merry Pranksters, I think there was some type of, you know, sect in the middle ages. You, I think there was like the friends of God. So there were some of these, you know, I mean, look at, you seen, bring up like her, 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 sorry, I always pronounce it wrong. Herosimus Bosque, right? The, that painter. Hieronymus Bosque. Hieronymus Bosque. Yeah. That, that Dutch painter. I mean, look at these, these paintings. There's supposedly nothing known about the guy. Well, 
obviously he was an initiate um then there was stuff like that going on you can also look at rabelais right this is where the do what thou wilt comes from do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law but actually that comes originally so rabelais you know this who was a monk or sort of a you know a monk on the outs you know who wrote these gargantuan and patangla yeah yeah and um, he was, you know, an author that was very controversial, but he he actually was referencing what? He's representing Hassani Saba. Nothing is real. Everything is permitted. Right. The the in, the, the mind encoding of the uh, Hashishans and also for the initiates. Um, and, and it's one last, last thing I'll say here on this this tip, though, it's very important to recognize that there's various layers. Right. So if we go back to one of the original and most successful models for these sort of esoteric, um, you know, uh, occult, yet also very practical, political, powerful secret societies. Of course, we have the assassins or the Ismailis. And again, the word assassin comes from the word hashish because this organization had five five le levels, right? And so the lowest level was the masses, right? The, the, the main body of followers who are just supposed to be, just be a good, you know, be a good uh, moral person, just follow the rules, you know, whatever, go to the mosque and da, 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 just basically follow the surface rules. The next level were the people that became the trained assassins. How it worked, they would be selected from the group of the regular followers, brought up to meet the old man of the mountain, right? That uh, imagery, you can see that same imagery in the, if you open up, the song remains the same, the Led Zeppelin album, um, you know, with the guy on the mountain. That's the old man of the mountain, right? So the person is brought up to meet with the head of the order or, you know, one of his deputies. And they say, well, we think you have a real potential. Next thing you know, they are drugged. They wake up and they had these gardens all over um, the Middle East, even in Europe. And they would wake up in this paradisical garden. They were, you know, drugged with hashish. Um, there'd be beautiful women there. There'd be music. They'd have like a stream with wine flowing. They could drink and enjoy all they wanted. They'd be drugged again. They would wake up back in the same room. And the guy was like, oh, you close your eyes for a second. They would, add, it would be a, a time separation, right? Interval out of time, right? So this is very important. And they would... You know, and then they would be compelled. Well, you've seen paradise. Oh, you must have had a vision of paradise. Now, will you sacrifice your life and, you know, take on a new identity? And when you, if you get a message, you poison or you assassinate so-and-so, right? So they're like sleeper cells, right? Um, and, and so they would do that. They would, and, but then there was, that was, you know, the fourth level and you have the third level, second level and the first level. So each one of these levels has different power, different knowledge, different understanding and different initiations. Right. So, again, when Jerry's talking about this, uh, in fact, if you don't mind, we could play that. Just play the next. Just play. We can play the next three in a row and we can play that other one again. The first one you played just just with that caveat in mind to see. Listen carefully what he's referring to. Um and, and, and again, he's a, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to just, he's a smart guy. He's, he's yeah. highly well-read and he also knows how to speak the encoded language that is understood by say people that are part of the Macy conferences or people that are part of, you know, whatever, um, intelligence or cultural initiatives. So we could maybe play that again. Yeah. I'll play it again. So. One of the things like, uh, 
the thing was Naissez Voudras, right? In French, it was Do It Thou Wilt, which was adopted by Rabelais, right? But also by the Hellfire Club, right? So the entrance to the Hellfire Club, they were known as the friars or monks of Medmenham, was Naissez Voudras, that same uh, axiom, right? Do What Thou Wilt. And they, they were involved in all that weird stuff like you, gardens, secret Hellfire parties, you know, the whole bit. Uh, debauchery, and that they believe they don't know. I have to read more about it, but those guys were involved. Like one was the the exchequer of the whole British Empire at the time, so they're very very powerful people involved in that. Oh, how about Benjamin Franklin? You know, they 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 excavated a bunch of bodies, right? That yep. that story went out of the skeletons, right, in his basement. There was a bunch of human remains in his basement, <laughs> and he was and the it, founder of the first, I think, Masonic Lodge in Philadelphia, or the first Masonic Lodge. In the U.S., so he was uh, occulted, no question. Yeah, but you know, again, just to stress this, that so you know, in the Islamic world, there was a sect, um, you know, prior to this, and this had a similar type of process, but they led people into it, and eventually, you dispense. There is no law; it is do what thou wilt. But they ended up; they had you know, violent mayhem, rape and pillage, all you want. They ended up getting. You know, thirty. They took over Mecca. I mean, it was incredibly powerful. But the the Ismaili, the Hashishans, or you know, the um, you know, the, this particular sect. Um, you know, they learn the lesson. You do this underground. You don't, and you only give this knowledge to certain people. But you remain in control, and people get limited arrays of understanding, right? You know what I mean? And so even if they came to investigate, you know, and again, they had these mountain fortresses all over. The famous one was Altamont, right? That was the, the famous, but they had these mountain fortresses all over, right? And they were feared because you never knew who was where. Poisoned, you know, they could kill anybody anytime they wanted to in the world. So they became the model for the Knights Templar, for the Hellfire Club, for many, many of these other um, secret societies because they they had the most um, robust and actually you know the combination of the occult with very real political power right. um, and, and being able to keep everything secret though just like you know the uh, the Illuminati which is you know real right Adam Weishaupt and all that I mean the Illuminati was a real organization um, now whether people carry the Illuminati over to the you know past the uh, 19th 18th century is probably not correct it does serve as a nice catch-all but the luminati absolutely use that same model for this type of secret initiatory society right um so um, you're being acknowledged kind of as a important component of the enlightenment at that time so like the german scholars today are studying and, and credibly look into the illuminati because it was full of kind of they're, they're aristocrats of the time, the educated aristocrats. And luckily, you know, just they had the uh, the guy got struck by lightning in 1783, the courier, and then they also raided the home. So there are actual documents, right? There's the actual documents of the Illuminati and how they just made up made up these different religions or spiritual paths or different degrees. Total BS, right? They'd say whatever they wanted to to get people in and then you know they did weed people out at certain levels too but notice what we talk about 
one thing that I kind of mentioned in the very beginning is this mass induction, right? Mass induction. So now, now we're able to go, oh, now we get this rock and roll. Now we get this sex, drugs, do what thou wilt. This is the, the mass level. This is like level four of, of the smileys, right? You're not on the top of the pyramid. You're getting inducted. You're getting this knowledge as an induction, also as a way to break down your own, um, you know, you, you know, whatever you call it, your morality, your personal core, to offer these temptations and get you to break with what you know to be right because it's socially acceptable or you're told by Tim Leary that you'll be able to find God and all we have to do is take LSD and sit on our asses all day and the whole world will just change, man. Turn on, tune in, drop out. What's worse than that? Well, anyways. <laughs> and what uh, happened? Did the world really change? No, not really. He's no. It led down a, a primrose path by the Pied Piper. Yeah. yeah. So play that. We'll just, there's like three in a row. We can play the one, if you can, that we just listened to right. with what we just talked about in mind and listen to it very carefully. So go ahead. Possibly under visual language so that things would look the way you That's Garcia, right? Yeah, that, that's a little bit further up. Yeah, I think you're about to. Material out here into some other kind of language, possibly other visual language, so that things would look the way you wanted them to. Can you keep on pause, pause? So, so this is right here. This is this is Neuralink. He's talking about Neuralink, right? He's saying encoding. That's why I'm saying you, you know, there's a lot of density encoding the visual information that comes in your cortex. So it's going through some kind of a medium, virtual reality medium. Um, you know, uh, so now he's talking about, you know, computer technology, not necessarily LSD, but he's comparing them. So it's, you know, what's, what's the, what's the, the smart city? What's the 6G? You, you see what they want you to see, right? Yeah. They show the people and they can, you know, see all these cool things that aren't there, but how about Pokemon Go, which was another rollout for this whole system. You were out in front of the car. So this is what he's talking about is it's going to go on the neurological level, but he's now he's not saying that this will be imposed upon people, but it's an, it's a wonderful fun option that you can see what you want to see. It doesn't matter what's out there or not out there. You can choose to what, how information is interpreted that reaches your brain. Okay, which is we're talking on a neurological level, so he's directly referencing this stuff. Go ahead. All the stuff we're in now, right? Yep, absolutely. Whether it did or whether it really did or not, so the whole question of what's real and what isn't starts to get real mushy right there. If everybody's experiencing completely subjective realities based on their own temperament or whatever they want, you know. Take a pause it right there. Um, However far you wanted to take. So, so now he's saying that. Everybody is experiencing their own reality based upon their own subjective temperament, right? They're just living in a, this is like, um, there was a science fiction story I read when I was a kid, but it was a, I, I don't remember the author was written in the 1920s, I believe, but in the story, this guy goes to the future. He goes on the city streets. Nobody is there, right? He Then they have these big, giant skyscrapers inside the skyscrapers person people are there lying on these beds and they go into these you know whether it's a wild west motif whether they go to some orgiastic you know 
you know, Hugh Hefner sex party or whether they're, uh, you know, flying a space shuttle, but they're just lying in these beds. Everyone is now encoded completely in this cocoon of a permanent subjective reality. Imagine that. Does that sound great? Do you want to be stuck in a permanent subjective reality with no way out? But he's lauding this and he's talking about, again, on a neurological level, he's talking about a Neuralink thing where, but then what is real anymore if everybody's completely having their brains, you know, flipped into these alternative virtual fantasy lands, there's no more reality. He's like, that's what he's saying. There's what this, what is, what is the smart city, right? That is, you're in your room, you hook up to your virtual reality, your actual life is complete misery, and, you know, you're eating bugs, you know, even probably sharing your underwear or something, you know, own nothing and be happy. Um, and, but yet you go into your virtual sy- synthetic world, but yet this is programmed on the neurological level. So you don't even necessarily, which he's not talking about because he's, I would, uh, I would hypothesize he's on a much higher level of initiation in these things than the average person. Again, this is in the, like 1990. So you think about it, this is years ago, right? Very prescient. Um, does that make sense? What I was saying? Yeah. I just wanted to mm-hmm. foreground. Because you know, he has a type of a cadence that it's like the, the stoner cadence. And unless you listen carefully to understand his meaning, right? Because he's saying it, obviously, I think he's talking like Stuart Brand or whatever. There's someone who's on the same level. But there's also a level of interpretation for the fan that listens to this. They're not going to know. They're going to say, oh, that sounds really cool, man. You know, so go ahead and continue. Now, this could this as far as if you think of the drug experience as getting away from something or getting towards something like getting away from something if you're a ghetto person yeah you know a nice soft experience like heroin you know right yeah. um, the objection there seems to be the idea of getting away you know what i mean right um like what well, what is it all about the, 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 that so i see basic objection about going on with this virtual reality if you take it for it i mean it, the whole I, the whole thing is that it, it, it eliminates a lot of the need for it, all of the other things that we put so much energy into all this time communication on every other level starts to be on this i mean i'm a musician uh, i pause it for a second so, so so this is really important right so this ties into site this is cybernetic this goes into the macy conferences the cybernetic process right which is sort of the, the architecture of the blueprint for our current uh, attempted world order um, that's attempted to be imposed on humanity or voluntarily accepted by humanity. But he's saying all the things we spent so much time in, no, not the Grateful Dead, no, the entire human species put so much time into art, civilization, law, morality, you know, architecture, everything. It's no longer necessary. And communication itself is no longer necessary, right? Communication, because you are essentially in a self-enclosed cybernetic feedback system where you're getting the information piped in from the outside, right? Right. People are already like this now anyways, right? Even without having the neural link implanted, right? But but he's saying dispense with everything of human history. We don't need it anymore because now you can, and he's saying, what's wrong? Heroin is a soft experience, it's a nice soft, you know, it sounds like you're going to a friggin' spa. You know, he's talking about heroin. 
to get out of the ghetto. And people say there's something wrong with that. What's wrong, man? Just want to escape. So just to have a nice soft experience. Maybe Valium is a soft experience. I don't think heroin is. So he's also noticed he, this is a much harder, quote unquote, drug. This virtual implanted virtual reality, neural link, neural matrix, hive mind, 6G planet is a much harder drug than heroin, right? Okay, we can continue. There's a certain chauvinism attached to it, which is the thing of, well, I spent my time learning how to play. You didn't spend time learning how to play, therefore you're not a musician. You just keep Keep playing. But yeah, he's saying, so the chauvinism, right? But he's saying, well, no, just think about that. Like, if you didn't spend the time Oh, I spent the time learning how to play. Well, you did something in your life, right? All I did with my life is just go to shows and take drugs. So I'm a friggin' burnout, you know? I Well, not me personally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But, but you know, don't think I'm better than you just because I'm a multi, multi-millionaire rock star with, you know, access to you know, every kind of luxury and, and, and social status. And I actually did something in my real life in the world. That's not even necessary. That's chauvinism. You don't have to do anything. You can just plug into this, you know, artificial matrix and pretend you're a great musician. And that's better for you, slave. I mean, that's, I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's, you know, does that sound like, I mean, I think that if you, even if you suck at guitar and you're not a star, at least you tried to do something real with your life, right? You didn't spend all day just playing video games. You know what I mean? Um, That's what they have planned. That's kind of his idea. Like, oh, if you can't do it in the real world, then go into the cybernetic world and you can just zone out. Yeah, well, not even zone out. Your brain is going to be encoded, right? You're going to be, this is, goes into transhumanism. Let's continue. He talks about transhumanism in a bit. Census channel on, on video, you know, or your cable TV or whatever. So that may be where we find out what humans are for. It may take that to do it, yeah. The, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, yeah, I can, I can visualize something like that, where it's the input channel as well as the output channel, where you take from it, you give to it, and take from it at the same time. Yeah, like a free two-way kind of deal. And everybody would be. And it would be constantly making decisions uh, microsecond to microsecond. Yes. And, this, you know, switching around and doing stuff of its own. So you, you'd enter uh, yet another random element in there and then see what comes through the spaces. And, you know, I, I my feeling is that you get, you, there is a coherence there, but it's, it's not recognizable in through normal frameworks. You need a hyper normal framework, yes. you know. So that is, you ha- you need to jump to hyper normalcy. <laughs> well, you know? there are always a few people who are hyper normal. That's exactly right. I think everybody experiences them here and there. You know, yes. that's all. It's just we don't have good language for speaking about them, really. And that's right. Yeah, you know, but that's what a lot of the semiotic soup that the dead culture. There's a lot of right, so, so I think the fourth one, yeah. Yeah. So see what he's saying? He's talking about a full, complete control of both inputs and outputs of all external 
and internal human experience. The consensus channel. I can visualize it. Um, and he, I, I don't know if I have the clip here, but he talks about very directly that somebody has to be in charge of that. That, you know, we, we're going to control that. So it's the in, so using cybernetic terminology, inputs and outputs of the system, right? So, you know, the black, the black box model, right? You know, you have the input outputs. So he's talking about a full control of what you think and experience, what you see outside, what you see inside and manipulating and changing consensus reality. And he, he mentions the Grateful Dead as a semiotic soup. Well, what is that? Semiotics, right? This is signs, meaning, communication, formulation of reality with language and experience. He describes it as a soup. As a, just a mismatch, as an experimental primordial, you know, soup or slime. And once you learn how to play with these components of consciousness, you can go ahead and impose that. And this is, we are now staring this in the face it, it, right now. I mean, this is what 6G is, right? 6G is, you have it, you are, a, you are a biological receptor for this, you know, the internet is going, you know, you're a, you charge and discharge the internet signal. It is overriding your own perceptions, or at least to a certain extent, and creating a new consensus reality, controlling inputs and outputs, what's outside, but even what you think is being registered and modeled and controlled. So what he doesn't say directly, but he's saying if you think if you are outside of this new control consensus reality, then you need to be checked. You need to be limited. We will control what you can think. We will control even the possibility, just like 1984, right? We will control the possibility of you having that thought. Um, you can continue if you want, or chime in. No, that's interesting. Not a very positive worldview, I'd say. Beings anatomically for several hundred thousand years, wandering around, hunting and gathering, yeah, and then suddenly... At the same time, they start is this Garcia again? Um, that's uh, oh gosh, it's it's Garcia and uh, he's another another one of the dead guys. I'd have to look up that thing. So it's, it's Garcia and it's yeah. Right. Started multiplying. So what this paleontologist that I quoted has the theory that oh, it's Owsley, I think Owsley. It's Owsley and Garcia. Psychedelic experience. Yeah, and the reason that they were is so that. Because the tribal encyclopedia, the amount of information that people needed to know in order to move to a new way of life, right. suddenly increased. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's so how are you going to promotion? Yeah, the point is there's more information now. Then you can pass along comfortably in an oral tradition, right. say a strictly speaking culture. Well, that's a nobody, problem. Nobody, nobody's linear. Nobody's constant. Right. There's a lot of extraneous stuff, like for instance, the satellites that measure the atmosphere. Yeah. There's Billions and billions and billions of, of bytes of data, only maybe 2% of which are actually useful. They don't know what the rest are for. They don't know what good they That's are. That's right. People want to fly through that. Fill up tanks in yeah. yeah. And, and anyway, who knows for sure how complex or how how uncomplex the ancient people's lives were. They may have been in many ways as absolutely full and complicated is that, uh, I don't think there's any reason to assume they weren't. I mean, if you look at any at some of these cultures now, and there's still a few of them. No, that, that's true. See, but that's what I mean about the singularity. Yeah. That, that, that the entire human race faced a singularity when one small group discovered ooh, technology. Right. We can live a different way. Right. Eventually.
Okay, so they were keyed into the singularity back then too. Wow. Well, yeah. So what I mean, what they're talking about is that there's a new, uh, basically. Oh well, well, there's too much information. We can't really handle all the information. Information overload. But obviously, I mean, they're smart guys. Bits and bytes. And then the, the new singularity is what. Man and machine, man merge with machines, so you don't have to use your poor brain to memorize things. You don't have to develop your mind. Everything is there on the on the internet that's in your brain that you just access it. So you don't have to retain any information. You, you can just enjoy. And this is the new. He said, as a human species, right? He's talking about the entire human species involved evolving to what to the transhuman singularity. Back in, you know. How many years ago? Like 30 years ago, right? So how many people were talking, knew about that term back then? You know, not many. So, so, you know, and with Paul Foster, who was a computer programmer saying, I'm programming. I'm a programmer. I'm a human programmer. Um, so anyways, uh, we can, um, right. And Garcia was dead by 1995. So like this, yeah, before that's really remarkable. Like how much they knew. Yeah. Must've been just the environment, Palo Alto. Yeah, it was all just fun. Okay, go ahead, go ahead and play it. Yeah. Trade is knowledge of the lineage of or culture in homogenous groups. The homogenous Okay, go ahead and pause it. So, so that's something different. We can maybe come back to that. That is, um, that got out of order. That is actually a recording of the May, a Macy conferences seance. They had a seance. They did this occult thing and there's an audio recording of it. It's quite interesting. We don't want to, it's like 15 minutes. We don't have to hear the whole thing, but, uh, we can maybe bring, cue that up a bit later. Um, we'll go. Let me go through this. Let me see where it is on here. So 15 minutes, so that's 22. Yeah, so we could just go back to the normal video since I got my lighting dialed in today. That's still the seance, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of weird stuff in there. You know, there's different binaural stuff. Yeah, I think that, that a lot of people have. This may be the, someone from the radio talking about radio programming. I think that's, yeah. Okay. So, okay, so let's play that. I think so, yeah. Hey, am I going to be in the show, man? Bonnie Simmons. I, mean, I don't think it's just radio that's like that. I think most people are stark raving mad. A lot of people hypothesize that it was food additives that has done most of this to us. Uh -huh. There are others, of course, who think that it was psychedelics. Of course, but talented people are a little bit different. I think that ultimately the people that I work with are the sanest group of people I know. They may all have certain little idiosyncrasies that make them totally unemployable anywhere else. But at KSAN, it all seems to work quite well. I trust them all pretty much with my life. Oh, there's a few. I wouldn't go quite that far. But for the most part, I think they're very sane, rational, kind people. So that's uh, that's uh, somebody. It, it, it's uh, a clip I got from God knows where, but that's I think that lady is connected with one of these kind of think tanks, you know, community things. And so, but in the beginning of that, she lets it out, right? She talks about people being by and large insane, but then she 
says that you know Ksnet and that's a that's a, a acronym for whatever institution or agency she's with and we could probably look that up um and I, I have that those notes somewhere but she's saying right there i mean she's someone who's kind of part of this was part of it and she's letting it out right there some people say it was because of food additives some people say it was because of the psychedelics you know um and there's people that cannot are unemployable in other aspects and then she's, you know, anyway, so that I thought that was just an interesting sort of admission, you know, from somebody just let something slip. Maybe they shouldn't have, but it's there because I got a copy of it. Just kind of like, so, and then we can just play the last, last one there. Managing editor of Radio and Records magazine. You know, we make a statement. We call this concept radio and everybody has a different idea of what that means. I mean, radio is nothing more than a form of technology. Now, the thing that most of the people who are in radio really are doing is a thing called radio programming. Now, there's a big difference between radio and radio programming. Now, most of the top 40 stations were the result of extreme, careful radio programming. The radio is just the technology through which this programming is brought to you. Now, some people will go into radio and try to see how they lend themselves to somebody's radio programming. Other people and I am of that school, think of themselves as being the program and looking as ra radio technology, the vehicle, to bring it to them. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Okay. So that's all the audio, unless you want to go back and listen to... Uh, yeah, the uh, Macy... We can maybe put that on at a later time. It is interesting, but we'll we'll come back to that later if we have time. Okay. But I thought... So that's the president with the American... You know, he's head of the whole American, you know, radio recording, you know, organization, right? That guy, and he's saying radio is just a medium for programming, okay? Programming. And it's easy to forget how important the radio was and how FM radio was central in the distribution of this, you know, counterculture, right? How these, right. you know, these radio stations were brought up. How about that, uh, that movie about the, uh, the offshore radio station in England right. playing the rock. And why was that illegal? What was that? What was that doing to, the people or what happened. And he says very clearly program. He didn't say pro. Well, I'm the program. I'm on the other side of it. Radio is just a medium for this programming. Okay. And, and that goes for any television programming, whatever type of programming. And so I, I just thought that both of those two quotes taken in context from, you know, sort of insiders who sort of, you know, just speaking honestly, right? I mean, this is the truth. Um, and, and tie that in with Jerry and all the other stuff. Um, you know, you see that, it, you know, it's not just a one-off and just that obviously, you know, Sid Vicious was not part of this inner circle, you know, or, but with their level of knowledge, how many people in 1990 or 1992 knew about the singularity? You know, what was the level of, of, of virtual reality in the early 90s? You know, give me a break. It was like, you know, playing Pong or something. Yeah, no, you know? way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. Almost really prophetic, almost like about the issues we have now, 30 years later. And the singularity, like, when did that really start hitting the mainstream? It's been at least, it hasn't been that long, right? I'd say a decade, maybe. 
I started hearing like Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, I mean, Kurzweil. That's what I think. I think really he popularized it. But this is, I think this is, you know, okay, maybe Ray Kurzweil came up with the term prior to this interview. But it, Ray Kurzweil was, you know, he was, it, at least to my knowledge, in my interaction with that term, it, it started becoming maybe about a decade ago, you started really hearing about it. But for the, the, before that, it was almost unknown, right? Yeah. Uh, and and there's another um, related to the singularity uh, is that if you heard of the, the singleton, right? This is another wonderful sort of proposal. Um, and the singleton is is a artif- It's an it's an AI driven satellite information network that controls all media all commerce, all information flow, and basically directs the entire planet beyond national sovereignty. So this, with the idea of the singleton, um, which is sort of an odd phrase, but, you know, it sounds like some kind of, a you know, clothing article you buy at the Gap or something, but the singleton is, and this is, this is brand new. This is a, a new development. So the singleton, this is a total <laughs> top-down artificial intelligence control of the entire planet, everything, including electrical grid, including information, including phone calls, you know, and what's the, the, the reason for it? Oh, well, we don't want some malignant AI to take control of the planet. So we're going to devise this. We're going to do it ourselves, right? We're going to make this AI. We're going to do it. That quote is hilarious. Like that's a justification. We're just going to go ahead and we'll just create exactly. It's like, you know, I, I, you know, you're afraid of being eaten by a lion. We're just going to go ahead and buy a lion and put it in your house to protect you from being eaten by a lion. I mean, it's uh, but um, yeah. Anyways, we can continue. But like I said, so these guys, you know, they're not, you know, and, Again, using cybernetic language, using language that is for people in the know, right? If you read, you try to read the Macy Conference Minutes, you try to read Bateson's writing, right? It's just like, what the heck? He's not clear, right? He, unless you're in the know. Lacan, I have some stuff on Lacan also, right? I talked about the inner mirror. Unless you're an initiate into that language, it's really not going to make much sense. Right. And... And so the input-output, he's talking about the black box. He's talking about cybernetic control systems. And this was experiment, right? They did that in uh, in Chile, right? They had Cybersyn. They ran a – they had – this looks like a Star Trek control grid. And, and, and they ran um, they ran this model of this total computer-controlled uh, society. And you had uh, – it was a Beardsley – one of these, you know, English lords who's kind of a, a cult socialist, but he has like a, you know, he designed this uh, factory, you know, he's, you know, again, connected with the Macy conferences and, and with, you know, allied circles. And he designed this factory based off of looks like a cult sort of, you know, we call yantras, different like pointed stars, but it was a working factory, but it also had this wonderful feature that workers who are not able to fulfill their duty would be executed and disposed of in the same factory. And this is a guy who's like, you know, he he was doing yoga and tripping, you know, and all that. So this is the kind of people we're talking about. Why? Because they're on a different level, right? You're, you're, you're on level, even if you you know, become part of this, you're like, the, you know, I meant the Hashishans, you know, you're the, you're the, the guy that was taken up, you know, and thinks they went to paradise and actually you were drugged by the leader. You're, you're a, 
you know, you, you know, do what thou wilt. Maybe the level threes, you know, and then you have the level twos and the level ones. They all have different scopes and different valuation systems, right? So if, you know, for, you know, so even what Jerry's talking about, they're talking about from almost like a godlike realm. Well, we can have everything anyone sees and hears in the external world. If we don't want them to see that, they won't see it. We don't want them to think that we'll stop that. We're going to devise a new consensus reality based on a transhumanistic man-machine hybrid. And they're talking about it like it's a good thing. For on their level, it most likely is, right? So, um, okay. So enough of my... Sorry, Jerry. He, Jerry I'm going to be attacked by the ghost of Jerry tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably. Uh, Did you know uh, that uh, that uh, Celine Dion recorded a song called Face AK to Boudras and it was de deliberately based upon Rob Lay? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's cool. I just found that. I was looking up the full phrase. Let me see if I can share this. So it's still around. It's from a song in, uh, when was this? 1986. Peaked at number 36. Spending twelve weeks on the chart. And this is one of got to be one of her earliest songs. Holy smokes! But it was Quebec, all French. Wow. Interesting. Anyway, um, yeah. So, and also, Kurzweil's Singularity book didn't come out to two thousand. Come out until two thousand five. So, uh, um, so somebody. Sorry, uh, my I'm Mister Utter, not not Mister McCann. Oh, he, yeah, they're just chatting on the chat. Oh, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. They're talking I just, to I each thought, other. I just thought, man, my, 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 what is it? Andy Warhol said in the future, everybody will be famous for thirty seconds. My thirty seconds of fame. I'm, I've been confused with Sean McCann. No, okay, no. I'm just kidding. I love you. Sean. Have more than thirty seconds. You're okay. like literally on the like top five of my guests and listen to guests. There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> People are totally interested. Do you have time? Do you want to take a few questions or? You want to keep talking? I probably have another twenty minutes. We'll be at the ninety-minute mark in twenty minutes. Okay. Um. Yeah. And I, I brought. I have all these documents. We won't get get to any of those. I, I brought some actual documentation of some of this research and some of the actual stuff. Probably get to that. Um. But just, just to, you know, again, Crowley and, and Leary, right? Um, so acquired the Anakian keys of John D. was intent on accessing the promised 19 dimension ethers of consciousness, alternate realities that D. described. So that's also like string theory, right? We have right. string theory. We have physics. Um, we have the theory of evolution, right? All this is related to the theory of evolution, which just seems to be so rock solid, right? You know, oh. um, yeah, 100% viable, man. I totally believe it. We started in one cell. There was a lightning bolt that hit a pool, you know, millions of years ago. And that's how life, you know, came out, even though nobody's ever seen any kinds change in the whole history of humanity. But, yeah, that's a huge psyop. That's a whole other show. But yeah. 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 But anyways, so these are knocking keys. Um, so there are, you know, you could say there are there's definitely energetic or astral a lot of these entities i mean this is the, the 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 domain of those you know on this path of of global domination and whatever they're doing um and so so these are you know they're ethers there's different levels of consciousness and there's also these astral planes which is a lot was going on with you know invoking that 
these types of possession. I don't want to get too esoteric, but this does exist. Um, and it, it, you could also make it more sort of material. But again, the person is a material basis to evoke the spirit. That means the person is like the, the, the substance. The person is like the, you know, whatever, the gasoline that runs your car. That's what he means by material basis, right? It's not, so the material basis, um, uh, so that, that means that, you know, you're being used, right? You go, they're feeding off of your energy. They're feeding off of you. You're the material basis for this vast al alchemical working. You could say for the, um, you know, the, the, the takeover of the planet by whatever you want to call it, you know, the, right. the big, big old uh, smiley Lucifer, the, your friend or whatever you want to call energetic, forces that's what it is um okay and this is a ritual on entirely new principles i wrote mostly invocation and poetry the idea was to work up the magical enthusiasm which of course means the enthusiasm the spirit right to be filled with the spirit through the exhilaration in induced by music so what he's doing is he's using music he's using poetry he's using the performing arts to not only allow the um the higher level initiates to raise their power to you know to do things in the material world but also to to use the audience as basically you're using them as it's like a type of human sacrifice except for you're not dying right but you're losing parts of your psyche you're losing parts of your will um and then um we so anyways we can we can um leave that there and we can um you just, just go ahead to the 6G stuff, and I'll take questions while that's I have, I have a few questions. Yeah, here's one. Go um, ahead, yeah. Let's see, let's see. This is for you. Do you have an opinion on the current music industry? I view decloaking at this stage, but the population remains mostly oblivious. That's from Sabrina. Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, the current music industry, you know, the, the music industry has suffered in uh, – Corona was probably one of the biggest things. Um, but prior to that, um, you have, you have a disconnection from a lot of new music not getting promoted. Whether or not you like this or that style of music, there was, you know, there was some interesting stuff even came out in the sixties. A lot of interesting bands, you know, you have the Canterbury circle. There were, there were outlets, right? Um, but basically, a lot of um, a lot of music. You go all over the world, and you see people playing the same classic rock songs. You go to the Philippines. You go to Thailand. You go to Japan. You go. They're the same repertoire has sort of become planet wide, right? And and people do new music, and it sounds the same as that stuff, right? Or it's you know it's it you know different genres. Um, so there's it's much more mechanical. Um, it's much more AI driven, so to speak. Um, and I think there's, um, you know, there's a level um, of manipulation that is both more subtle and then also much more gross or obvious. Look at, we can look at, look at the sequence, 1950s, optimism, 1960s, optimism with darkness, 1970s. Ego, the me generation, but also lots and lots of dark stuff. Then you have the nihilism of punk, right? And, you know, you, so you're going through almost this um, 
archaeology that once this sort of circle was complete, it's just being reimposed on culture and these things just recycle each other. So, you know what I mean? So it's almost stopped. It's, it's almost outside of time, right? It's like the end of history. It's like we're the natural ebb and flow of human culture is being placed into this like fishbowl and you circle around and, but anyways, you go through this, um, you know, you can see this teen suicide rate from 1950 to, um, to like 1970 went up 300%. Why? Because of the music. You know, a lot of this stuff, even suicide, what the teenagers, adult rate stayed, stayed the same. Look at crime, um, sexual promiscuity. I have many studies, direct empirical studies related to, uh, you know, certain types of very sexual, either like R&B, gangster rap, massive increase in violence, massive increase in, in pregnancy, ma- you know, drug use, school dropouts, depression. Um, and you can trace these things very, very directly, um, you know, from the you know, certain styles of music. I mean, look at look at the crack cocaine epidemic and look at gangster rap. Right. So when I was much younger, you know, in my 16, 17, whatever, I, there was some hip hop stuff, man, that was really like, seemed like a higher consciousness level, you know, and there were some groups out there like De La Soul or whatever. Um, that all got shunted and suppressed by what? The gangster rap. Now, now where are we at? N- not that there aren't good artists out there. I'm not stating that, right? But you have a regurgitation. You have, um, everything is the same. You have very, very, uh, you could play that Britney Spears video where she's dressed up like a baby. Have you seen that? With all this, you probably don't want to. So Britney Spears has a song and it starts out with, you know, I think I want him to bleep me. And she's dressed up like an infant in a crib. Oh, the name wow, of the song cool. is Baby Talk. So if you want to see where their music industry is at, look at that. So I'm talking about the very direct level of programming. Uh, and there's lots of you know, I kind of stopped analyzing some of the stuff because it just got so grotesque. Yeah, even so it's the, not even the music, it's the musicians too. She's a mess. She looks like she got put through the ringer by something. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, that you Watch that baby talk thing. That is whoa, it's unbelievable. But anyways, what I'm saying is that, so creativity has been shut down. There's much less opportunities for people to to get access, right? Because you have physical record sales are quite down. Um, you know, a lot of the big arena rock bands, you know, there's not even the big arena shows that much anymore. Right. So, right. so, um, and then also you have, um, I don't know, you just, there's a, there's a transformation. So basically a lot of what people are doing is they want to become a star. They record their song on their phone. They're, they're doing the social media. Right. So, so and I, and I, I did these seminars. I went through even like Motown recordings and you know how, you know, my record label and a lot of it is just running social media feeds all the time, showing pictures, showing this, showing that. And that's how you build your sales. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, it's my private life, you know? If I'm out in the garage hitting the ball and, you know, shooting, shooting ducks with a shotgun, I'm not putting that on social media. Not that, not that I do that, but you know, it's my private life. What does that have to do with my music? Why do, but why do you have to become a slave to this? Because in a sense, you're what Jerry's talking about. You're uploading your consciousness onto this virtual space, right? Your input and your output become this virtual world. Um, without any real human interaction with, um, 
And then look at all these. We could go through many examples. TikTok challenges. People, you know, dying. I mean, there are all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so it, it seems like it's more personal, but then it's just more like you have to sort of completely expose yourself as a human product to, to you know, to make it in the industry. Even if you look at major artists, I'm sure they have their teams doing all their social media. But, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. They're I front men. There's like secret guys making all the music. Those guys don't really, they're not even musicians. They're really performers, a lot of yeah. them. And that's kind of like one of the big secrets in the in the music industry is like, these guys aren't writing any of their stuff. I'm sure the dead wrote their own stuff. But uh, Sneaky Pete asks, do you have any good intel on the Process Church of the Final Judgments links to intelligence communities? Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, the Process Church of the Final Judgment, that's like a whole series. Whole of yeah. They were very, very, very important. Um, they were connected with the rock aristocracy, right? Connected with Paul Leary. McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Connected with the son of Sam. Connected with a lot of other groups. Connected, like, look at the Parliament Funkadelic, right? The right. maggot brain has a text from the Process Church of the Final Judgment. He right? was a member of it. He was a member of the Process, the, black, the guy, African-American guy, I forgot his name. George Clinton, yeah. Clinton, yeah, George Clinton, yeah. And so the Process Church was very influential, um, especially, and I don't, I think we maybe have discussed this or alluded to it, but I, I went through a brief whirlwind tour of sort of some of the different takeaways from these, these music, you know, uh, eras, right? So if you don't have the innocence of the 1950s, it's, you know, you have compare and contrast, right? You have the, the broken, the sixties with, we can change the world. Then you have the, the nihilism of the seventies, but what you have right at the same time, what starts, what's alluded to with the Rolling Stones, what's alluded to with Altamont, what's alluded to with, you know, let it bleed. What's alluded all over the place with Charles Manson, right? Setting up the whole serial killer terror, right? right. Many, many different, Groups, right? We forget, like, this was all over the place, right? Um, right. And, and so then you have, of course, the Son of Sam. Um, and then, you course, the Zodiac Killer and the Son of Sam. So the, the uh, Son of Sam has been linked to the Process Church. Um, and, and you know, the, the um, but, the, you know, the Process Church, you know, they're, they're saying that it's basically a Gnostic type of uh, dualism right it's but it's like well we're you know and that has the same sort of initiatory process it starts out as it looks like kind of a cool countercultural thing and then it turns out oh we also worship satan because satan is also god so we worship right. both sides and then you then you go further and next thing you know you are you know you know, a serial killer or running mind control, um, you know, camps and they're still out there, right? They have friends of the animals. So they have yeah. their, best the process. Friends. Church, best friends. Best friends. And then you have like the, you know, Hillary Clinton, Obama connected with them. Right. Um, and uh, look at maggot brain. I mean, imagine if you're taking LSD listen look, look at that. <laughs> and even if he, you the know, minor he, notes to maggot brain consist of a lengthy quotation from the fear issue of the Process magazine, and America Eats Its Young reproduces the text of a Process sermon about Amer America. Love, love our enemies, love Satan, love Satan. Yeah. So it's there. Yeah. And so, I mean, the Process Church, I mean, I, and if you, I had a bunch of material on them, and I'll have to, like, re-archive that, because it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, there were, there's many, many, um, 
you know, connections. But yeah, I mean, the Process Church, um, if you look at a deployment wing, right, of these various things, right? You got Jolly West, right? He did one of his first, you know, successful experiments was that, you know, guy at the, where was it, Oklahoma or whatever, right? Who went out and killed the girl, had no memory of it, right? right. Right, so, right, yeah. so, so they, you know, they served, um, you know, uh, and some, you know, you could say the occultic aspect is just for bells and whistles, just for show. You could say it's real, but absolutely as acting as agents. But again, I, I think we, when we say intelligence community, you know, there's not, it's not like the CIA, like everybody in the CIA is part of this or whatever. Not at all, right? You have cells within cells, just like that right. Illuminati, Illuminati model, just like the, you the know. Process the, Church is the same model, Hans. It's the same model. It mm -hmm. had to, inside and outside, you had to spend two years to get in the inner area. There was tons of hierarchy. You had to do tasks. It was like its own internal family. I mean, it really was. They call themselves a family, just like Manson, so. I've done, a, I've done a pretty in detail uh, research into them in my book. So I've read a lot of the stuff. The, well, well, could you talk about that out. just a little yeah. bit? Because they were, could you, I mean, because they had, um, I just, you know, I hadn't thought about them for a while. I tried to blank it out of my mind, but they were, they kind of faded out. You have all these other cults showing up. There's so many different cults. But I think to, to me, they were really, really important, especially. Yo, with, no question. They're totally a cult. Genesis P. Orge is a member. Um, Adam Parfrey, I've seen him in, in ritual meetings with the process. And his whole, you know, book, Publishing Empire, is very influential. And he's been around. Parfrey passed away, but uh, they're they're important in the underground culture. There's no question about it that they're they're uh, right in the center. But uh, you know what is it? Ultimate Evil talks about them. Sons of Sam and uh, Berkowitz said that like their goal was to just create terror. That's what their whole goal was in New York City, and they did it because New York at that time was very violent. But these murders, I think, of the innocent uh, people, made you know created a total terror feeling in the psychosphere, no question by intent by people in the process church. And he wouldn't even mention the process church. And he went way Christian right at the end, you know, when he got in jail, they tried to kill him in jail. Somebody tried to kill him. He has a huge scar. So process church at, you know, at certain points was very powerful. Then they rebranded themselves into called, they called themselves the foundation and they had a new kind of symbol, but they were still around. And Wiley, the guy, Love, Fear, uh, I think it was Love, Fear, Death, Hate was the name of his book. He was number three in the whole organization. And uh, he published that book through Parfries, right? What was their name of their press? I can't oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, but so, so I mean, they're around. And some people are doing really good work. There's this one girl on Twitter, Dana. Forgot what her tag is, but she's been, like, categorizing all these people as best friends today that are on the best friend site. And tracing them back to their involvement in the process in the 60s. So they are still around. I don't know if they're active, but they're in, I think, Kanab, Utah or something outside South Southern Utah. But it's crazy. Yeah. So the process church intelligence, that's a whole nother question. I think that's a whole nother show, too. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it uh, is because but they're coming, you know, from you go that ties into uh, L, L. Ron Huber, right? Scientology. Okay ties into Jack Parsons, circles back to Crowley. But, yeah, we could. I, I would definitely be interested. Yeah, in Leary, that. I mean, Leary met them, like, I think when he was upstate New York at, what was the place it was at? Uh, 
I forgot the name of it, but like he was going to New York City and, and like I think he uh, became a member for a day or something like that. Like there was definitely he was at one of their meetings in the New York City in the late 60s or early 70s, right around the time that a lot of uh, nasty stuff was going on. Um, Sean asks, does Hans think that the AI is being created to be a physical body for non-corporeal entities or, or for non-corporeal entities? Um, so the AI, you know, you can, which I was considering going into it, obviously not, but if you look at the 6G um, and then compare that to uh, these types of religious or secret societies, you know, where, uh, and I, I had a number of quotes, you know, talking about using um, electromagnetic and, uh, you know, astral communication channels and electromagnetic conditioning, breaking down of the mind. So the person becomes essentially a vehicle of this external force. Um, and the AI is... I don't know, a place for non-corporeal entities, I mean, in a sense, the AI is, it's it's the suicide of humanity, voluntary suicide of humanity, or else the inhuman aspect of humanity deciding to, you know, create a, a very living uh, nightmare, and so... I think I think if you want to see people possessed by non-corporeal entities, just turn on the news. I mean, it's this the level of of darkness and possession. I think is out there, you know, all around us. Um, AI basically is it serves as a way to exert total control. And there's some people that state that they believe the AI is in. You know, this gets you know woo woo sort of super woo woo land. But there's like a giant vast AI that's from another galaxy or solar system that's infusing and taking over the uh you know taking over the planet i think this guy richard Sauter talks about that and some other people um which you know who knows man it it, it, it kind of seems like it's some kind of non-human non-corporeal entity if you, what they're doing to the planet um if, if you when you have you know everything is genetically modified and they go through all these protocols i have i mean there's not gonna be many human beings or many forms of life since we're carbon-based life forms, if you go to zero carbon, you're basically killed all life on Earth. So, so, anyways, that's not really an answer. I should have said I'm not qualified to answer that question, but I, it's 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 interesting. Um, I mean, AI is for sure real, but what's AI? It's it's a language. It's not that powerful. It's just it's a it's a it's a type of neural network computing model that it's like decision trees, and but it does gather more data, and in a sense, it incorporates human beings into the AI. So the more you go into the AI, the more you almost become subsumed into the, <laughs> into this thing. And just as you know, you lose your ability to, you know, write a, a high school essay without using the AI, it also feeds off of you and then it ends up starting to just like Google algorithms. Not only can you uh, dictate what people see, but you can dictate very subtly dictate and manipulate people's behavior. Right. So, I don't know if that made any sense, but um, I think so. But okay. I think the AI interest—it's interesting. Like you mentioned, performance directed by Donald Campbell, right? He sat literally sat on Crowley's knee. He also directed this movie for people out there, which oh, wow. seems to have been lost. It's called Demon Seed. It featured Julie Christie, but it's based on a novel by Dean Coots, 
Kuntz, K-O-O-N-T-Z, famous, you know, uh, what kind of writer. But it concerns the imprisonment and forced impregnation wow. of a woman by an artificially intelligent computer. So people check out Demon Seed. And it, it never just... Been. And it says an artificial and extremely advanced and autonomous artificial intelligence program, yeah. 1977. Well, and it, the movie doesn't, is it, you said it's lost. or it's Well, been... it just seems to have been forgotten. Oh. Like, okay. I don't think it was ever very good. I don't think it was received <laughs> well, but I, it, just, it just is on that same thing. Like, I'm going to inhabit a uh, living entity with some AI. So, in 77, pretty interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, no, it, it it is interesting, and the thing is, you know, with if you look at the six G, if you look at what Jerry's talking about, controlling inputs and outputs of all consciousness, in a sense, it doesn't matter what reality is anymore because we make reality, we decide reality, and you, <laughs> if you could just bring up the last few points of my slide, that's a great tie-in. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I can just finish yeah. finally finish up this PowerPoint that's it's gone on for ages, for right? Shows, yeah. Let's see, uh, we've, we've gotten a lot of uh, good stuff out of it. So, uh, let's see, hopefully, I have the right ones. Okay, here we go. So, um, and I, ha I had some video, we're not gonna have time to show it, but this is a quote from, um, you know, 6G. So, 6G will serve as a distributed neural network. Okay, distributed neural network that provides communication links to fuse the physical, cyber, and biological worlds physical, cyber, and biological worlds. Truly ushering in an era in which everything will be sense-connected and intelligent. This, in turn, will lay a solid foundation for intelligence of everything in the future. Um, I think this is from, like, McKenzie Group or whatever, you know, one of these. McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not from some uh you know conspiracy theorists this is the actual language so 6g i remember when i first saw i saw a presentation on 6g i think in 2020 and i thought there's no way this is this is real but it is real and 6g it feeds off of your negative emotions right your anger your fear your hatred and these negative emotions are used to power this network. And so say, you know, say, William, if you were in my upstairs bedroom and we're both 6G nodes, we would be connecting wirelessly to each other as nodes in this 6G network, including our physical biology, right? Including our DNA. That's what they want. DNA, every single object, everything. And you're in a sense, you're a node. Uh, of this network um which is a so you're just simply maybe one neuron but your whole biology is you know it's it's the worst type of uh you know the the mary prankster's hive mind writ large you want to talk about hell realm this is the 6g man and this is what it is i mean this is what they want to do it's absolutely insane and then if you have what jerry's talking about that who's going to control the consensus reality you have the singleton the singleton is this vast AI that circles the planet in this, you know, you look at the model, it's like a giant black cube, cube of Saturn, you know, that, that, you know, will dictate everything. Um, and so that, and then you're just, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, well, anyways, you know, maybe if I, if I did enough LSD and listened to the dead more, I'd, I would think that was a good future. Right. So. right. Some people will like it. They'll love the, <laughs> yeah, they, they can just sit around and kind of take a lot of drugs and relax and not have to worry about anything. Right. That's the whole dead 
you know, they ethos, right? So yeah, and, and you're and so your lower level um, e- egotism. So this is an example of how the. Um, I, I think I where my notes are. These yeah. things. This is how six G works. This is the singleton. This is the AI that is controlling everything from above. And then these are like biological and different types of sensing. And so we're talking about like every, you know, they're trying to get every single object, everything being encoded into this. Um, you can go through. Look, you have these examples. Um, energy, you have the, you know, your, your heart rate, your respiration, you have your vehicle, you have, et cetera. Um, and this is all interlocked and interlinked here with our total pyramid of control with our AI. And this is from the, you know, this is from the people devising this wonderful new future for us. Um, that, yeah, you don't have to think anymore though. That's for sure. You know, and also, you know, it, 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 it does, if you look at people that get really caught up, say in the petty egotism of social media or in all these types of battles, right? You can see people really not going beyond their own limited sort of animal level, right? It's me, mine, this, that, you know, there's no development. There's no higher thought. And there's just simply these, you know, ego, so I think it is, it's, I think the higher frequencies um, is, it, you know, higher frequencies, whether through sound, through, you know, connecting with authentic, you know, truth, um, spiritual level, and, and really being able to remove things, you know, from your mind, from your life, uh, you know, change yourself, become a, a positive force in the world. You know, it may not be pleasant. You may have to sacrifice things you want to do, but you know, so in a sense, you do what thou wilt, but you're you're not just doing that on the egoic level. And I think that's maybe will stop this wonderful new world, you know, that Jerry was talking about back in '90s. And his last thing here: MMTC equals massive machine type communications. Six um, G is going to bring together physical and cyber worlds and create paradigm shifting living styles in metaverse. EMBB is a continuous evolution of enhanced mobile broadband EMBB for human centric communication use cases. It will enable extremely immersive experience and multi sensory interactions and in XR applications, including augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, and telepresence. So there we have it. Isn't that what Jerry was talking about? That's yep, right that's there. Incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah, it goes way good. back. It goes back, and it's integrated in the music. You know, I mean, those yeah. those deadheads really are deadheads. They just follow the people around. They're high. They listen to the music constantly, like they're addicted to it. Like I've not seen deadheads that like will listen to like band tapes or whatever of theirs on loop just for hours. Incredible, almost well, like they're self hypnotizing themselves. Well, you know, and, and so Jerry is talking about the semiotic. He says semiotic soup. Does that sound like you love your fans? That's like a, you know, semiotic. Again, semiotic is, that's an advanced, that's a cybernetics, that's a linguistics term. You know, semiosis is signs, meaning, interpretation of reality, how the inner map or modeling of reality can be manipulated or how it shifts through, you know, how we make sense of our world, right? That, you know, so it's, um, and it, so it includes every type of, you know, not just words or whatever, but 
Anyways, so this is a semiotic soup, right? This is a little, this is our little primordial Play-Doh that we can sort of model what is now being promoted and taking place, which may indeed be <coughs> technologically feasible, but I, I don't know if it is. Um, but just read this real quick. Last thing, um, this is more about the 6G. Um, it also applies to new applications enabled by the ubiquitous utilization of robots, right? So we will be policed by robots, right? So we don't, they already have this stuff. This is already showing up, right? At right. sports games, right? In yeah. China, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the robot, man, if, if the AI picks you up, blip, you're just a, you know, who knows? You just bugs fly, you know? So UAVs, what is what? Unarmed. I think that's uh, like flying the drone technology. And new human interfaces, HMIs. So new human machine interfaces in manufacturing, public service, autonomous driving, and household management. So what is the human machine interface? What does that mean? You plug your brain into the you know, into your car when you drive. I mean, what does that mean? Or is the human being interfaced into the machine? Are we being phased out as human beings, right? Are we going into the singularity, Um, right? Are we going into the singularity? And it hits, says, here we go. Precise location and deterministic communication will be provided to support real-time interaction between collaborative robots. Guess who the collaborative robot is? That may be you. Once you connect with your human machine interface, right? So some of this language is not being stated explicitly, but I see if you see this, new applications enabled HMIs, human machine interface. So, you know, what's a collaborative robot? You have physical robots. You also have human beings that are also being interfaced or phased into this zone and here we see the the absolute description of it 6g will integrate sensing with communication remember jerry brought up communication right communication is central to the cybernetic systems theory it is the basis of the whole system is communication ones and zeros cybernetics the machine um the control command and control grid the encoding of information everything as a type of information you ever seen the movie The Prisoner? I'm not sorry, the TV show. I haven't watched it in a long time. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Information, please. But right, it's like what, that, right? Isn't that basically like the totally controlled 6G environment where a guy's living in an artificial environment? Yeah, and you you can't distinguish. Like, and you go into these, you know, you go into he says in controlling input and output. This is Jerry, not not um, you know, Herbert Brune from you know rocket scientists, but input and output, you can have delusional you could go into like in the prisoner right you go into you think you're escaping and you go back and it's everything is fake and you've been drugged or you're this or you're that right that's the reality of that but sensing with communication in a single system again what you see and how you communicate it what goes in what comes out is going to be integrated so exploiting radio waves to see the physical world so completely bathed in immersive Well, radio waves, meaning, you know, you know, the super dense high level, you know, uh, frequencies, right, that that are operating even on the same bandwidth as a human brain to see the physical world and make digital twins in the cyber world. Okay. Incredible. So what is and again, just to go back to Jerry, is that not what he's talking about? 
Absolutely. Right. You can, you don't, who cares just that I spent my life learning how to play guitar. You can, what he's talking about going into this virtual reality, going into the 6G, going into the, they mentioned the metaverse, right? But the metaverse, you know, there's little rollouts, right? Of this, you have the quote unquote metaverse. There is, you know, about this virtual, they have supposedly, right? This entire mapping of the whole physical world, at least the United States, right? In this uh, real time computing system. You heard about that? Uh, no. Suppose there's a Pentagon um, DARPA project where they have, they already have at least um, basic versions of an entire mapping of every single human being and every interaction in this virtual environment. And the right. fact is that you can also influence and manipulate people very easily from that, right? You just, anyways, so that's. No, that's it. wild. Somebody so mentioned it here earlier about the whole um, meta meeting between Zuckerberg. Berg and that other guy. What's his name? I forgot. It's uh, Elon Musk. No, it's an interviewer guy. Um, somebody, to, somebody in the chat will know his name. It was, it was Zuckerberg and somebody tell me. Anyway, let's see. But yeah, they had a meeting inside the Meta or whatever. Something else. Let me go back through my notes. Yeah, but yeah. So it's <laughs> this stuff is already kind of happening. Like imagine like. Somebody knowing where you are, where your your other digital twin is online or something. That's just off the charts. But, but look, Robbins, because where is online? Yeah, it was uh, Lex Friedman is the guy's name. Well, look at this. It, it, precise localization and deterministic communication. What's deterministic communication? It means that you will get a command in your brain and you will have to do that. That's deterministic. That is, that's a way of saying total control even control communication can also control you know you have a wrong thought let's let's speed up your blood pressure let's make you have a heart attack let's make you go into a delusional psychosis let's command you to go do a school shooting like you know this but deterministic is not that's that's top down that's total control right you're determining outcomes you're determining reality and that's that's fundamentally what it is is a total control of the human being and the external world and the physical and the biological and technically to harvest, you could say the spiritual or the soul of man. So it, it really is sort of a, a pretty unpleasant uh, outcome, at least for me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, it's basically like a slow moving nightmare because it will um, just take away all personal autonomy. You know, it's really God given autonomy. The fact that you can kind of make the choice to do what you want or just make decisions on the daily. So I think uh, this is like a nightmare. This is a nightmare techno world. Like it's a dystopia on meth and steroids. It's a disaster. It's a human disaster. Oh, absolutely. And just the will, right? So we have a lot of these words like character, right? Character used to mean someone who had developed, right? Very strong values, right? And now it's, oh, just a, he's like a, a joker or a character in a sitcom. Right. A buffoon or whatever, because it's yeah. gone. It didn't develop anything. There's no but, need to develop in this world, right? Well, see, do what thou wilt, but what is your will? Do you, if you are, is, is a heroin addict? Um, is a sex addict is is somebody with um, you know extreme interpersonal rage are 
they able to act from their will or are they in a sense act operating mechanically based on their addictions based on their own egoic negative level stuff right how can you if you're that's one of the things you know if you look like to develop that say a love agape right developing love for others it doesn't necessarily mean that you lie down and cut your own throat but it means that you don't you move beyond that very binary almost animalistic level where you're never getting into these higher elements or regions of the human mind right it's not saying that people can't you know do great things and still have these tendencies but how do you know what your will is right if you're ruled by your passions if you're a slave if you're a slave to anything what's your true will who imposed that on you right if right. i mean well, you what's know, your real character what's your real self like that's really like how dangerous this is is like an abnegation a kind of bleaching of like human experience like it's gone like just like the fact that you get up and get get up in the morning and decide what to do that day is over like that's that's like maybe worse than just actual enslavement it's a, it's a form of enslavement i don't think there's any other choice in my mind about all this stuff it's techno enslavement right it, it's techno enslavement and the thing is that you know, we have every day, right? We have the opportunity to do something different than we did yesterday. We can make different choices. We can try. We can engage differently. We can, or, or not, right? You know, it's you know, it's a process. But what we have is the present moment. What's real is our your actions, right? In the moment, that is really what is real. Um, and, and the whole point of say, like the trivium quadrivium, or um, you know, of, of, you know, religion, um, church or whatever is to develop that, that higher level of will where you're not going to just eat the whole, you know, bag of candy, you know, you're going to eat one piece of candy or you're not just going to go ahead and smash the neighbor's window and steal his, his, uh, you know, Nintendo because you want it, or you're not just going to go kill people on the road because you think it's fun. You know, you're an animal. You're not a human being. You have not risen to the level of a human being with an authentic will. Now, right. does someone like Crowley or these higher level control people like Jerry Garcia, do they have a will? Yeah. And they're using their will very consciously to direct the fate. I, I'm not saying, you know, Jerry was doing that, but he's obviously connected. And this thinking went back a long time ago, which is yeah. what I, I think I've demonstrated. But they're using their wills. They're using their wills to control you. Right. And you think you're doing what you will because you can go out and twerk or, you know, what I'm saying whether it's you know, if you don't have anything beyond that, you can never develop this. If you don't have any discipline, you know, you're not going to do anything. And, and if you think that your egoic lower level passions are real, you're never going to get to the as you said, it's, it becomes a graying out of experience and you're not even going to have that choice anymore. Right. But it's yeah, it's but it's the do what thou wilt is your that's like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory, right? It's the theater right. for madmen only that Herman Hess talked about, where they, they had that out in uh, Las Vegas, you know, with the original, you know, LSD rollout, right? The theater for madmen only. You get the ticket once you get in Hotel California, you can never leave, right? But you give that up. You 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 know, so I think there is that level of some kind of Otherwise, I think we'd already be in this world right now if there wasn't, because, you know, they, they, but I think, sorry, you, you had, I don't mean to keep ranting here, but you had a great assessment. It's, it takes away, I mean, even the prisoner in jail is better off than this, this world. I think so. 
I think so. They at least have some kind of thing where they can decide something. I'm not going to eat this bologna sandwich or I'm going to eat it or whatever. I'm going to go talk to Bob or talk to, you know, who, Lamar. I don't know who's in jail, but like they can go do that. But I think in this environment, you don't have it. And imagine the long-term consequences of this type of techno culture. Like then you're deciding who's going to live or die, what kind of beings. These beings aren't even real people anyway. So they're they're not as valuable. There's all kinds of like derision or caste imposition. Like, oh, you've been on a freaking Neuralink for five years. Like, what about the people? Then then you have dividing of humanity among another way to divide people, not on color, class, wealth, but like what's your view toward? And that's actually kind of playing out today in maybe not a starkly obvious way. But a lot of people who are on online playing video games or streaming all the time. They're totally different than non-computer people. Like it's uh, so imagine that, you know, cubed or something like that, where somebody's receiving stuff and going out like uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink. Like it's it's uh, it's terrifying. Well, yeah, and I I'll just close with just another reference to Jerry. Hopefully, I won't think about Jerry again. Let's see it. The Jerry's ghost will come. I'll be attacked by an army of Jerry's in my sleep. Playing Sugar Magnolia over and over again. That'll be rough. Um, But he says communication. Everything humanity has developed. We don't really need it anymore now. You don't even need your brain. We, If you're, I mean, again, there's different levels of initiation. But for the masses or even for even the technocrats, right? All these things humanity developed, it isn't really necessary. You don't need to go to, you don't need to learn how to play guitar. You don't need to to develop your character. You don't need to travel to Europe. You can just go in the virtual world. But we don't, all of these things that develop, which are parts of our biology, parts of our brains, right? Parts of our shared ancestry, parts of our heritage, just going to be erased, right? Right, right. Atrophy, losing the ability, even maybe even losing the ability even to think at all, yeah. you know, to a point where, you know, you really are, you know, if you take, what if you take that Neuralink out? What if you can't think anymore? What if you're just like a, you know, what happens? What if you're a meta for too long, you know, like that's the horror show. Like Zuckerberg does not have your interest, uh, best interest at heart. Like if you're a meta too, too far, like. What happened to your regular normal life? The normal life, like appointed to all human beings, you know, to be young, middle aged, get married, procreate, get old, g- gather wealth. Like it's incredible. Like that's why I'll never get any device. I'll I'll never join some kind of alternate world. I think that that's like it should be prohibited by all religions, really, because you're not living out the life God gave you. So I think that it's it's very sinister to me. And you're giving control over to human turds. Like Mark Zuckerberg is a monster. One of the reasons that we have this current predic- uh, political predicament is because of him. Like he was placing money to uh, subvert the proper, uh, you know, collection of our ballots. So like this guy's a total monster. I don't know why anybody would spend money on Meta or you know, Facebook for that matter, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Anyway, how do you like to finish this up? We're literally made it to almost two hours, Hans. Uh, oh, another gosh. great talk, excellent talk, oh, great information. Um, where be, they can find you at your website, Hans. Yep, Hansutter.com, uh, mindcontrolmusic.wordpress.com. Um, just shoot me an email or whatever. And, um, and there should be these web designers. There should be, I've got some music that's available. 
and check out that I'm going to start putting out more music. I've been basically doing production for other people, and now I'm going to do my own stuff. All right. So, yeah, check me out there. And, uh, you know, and, and I am working now. I am focusing also on ways to to either block or even sort of flip some of these processes and energies and, you know, and, and to get through this, right? Because this is, I mean, this is happening, right? We're not making yeah. this up. We're not watching Demon Hunter movie from 1977. We're almost living in it. Um, and, and you don't look at the whole, not to offend anybody here, but look at the whole transgender movement. Look at this, what a rapid shift of the entire education system. Look at how, and look what they're doing. What? So this is the exact same model. This is almost your entry point. Whatever I, that's what Jerry was saying, right? Whatever you think you are is real. You just make up your own subjective reality. Well, if I get my Johnson hacked off, you know, just because I think I'm a woman, after a while, I may regret that. I did something in the physical world. So right. just because I think I'm that, you know, it's not possible, right? So you're exactly, you're going against nature. You're going against God. You're going against, even if you have, a, a, you know, a relatively miserable life or your life is boring, you still have choice and you can make yeah. it as, and there's so many other levels you can find to your experience. You don't have to be on you know, lifestyles of the, you know, rich and famous or hanging out with, uh, you know, Maria Abramovich and Zelensky, you know, at a, at a spirit <laughs> cooking ceremony, you know, you don't have to be up there. You can, you know, so it's taking your own life as it is the reality and really accepting that. And then, cause that there's something there that, right. that's intangible, but you know, what's real. Right. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Okay. But it's uh, something about the authentic authenticity and integrity to the past and present too, because you're kind of alive. You're like uh, denying your ancestors. If you kind of go into the metaverse or something, because they suffered and struggled to get all, uh, all of us to this point, whatever it is. And like going and uh, denying your kind of biological um, personal heritage by going into the metaverse or Neuralink is like giving all that away because you're, you're never going to, uh, feel like what it is to be a human, to suffer like that. And even boredom or not being whatever, not being popular. Those are all things that help you ameliorate those problems, right? Like, oh man, I'm bored or I have a boring life. So over time, you're like, well, let's do something exciting. You know, I'm going to go, you know, become a backwoodsman or something. So those things are part of the process. Those processes are all taken away by these computer uh, metaverses or alternative universes they're just they're really a social disaster and people should be terrified of them in my opinion so that's yeah the way I'll and, and just one last thing it's not only you know your vi audio visual input stimulus metaverse um but your biology your dna you they want to control your organs right. you know you know your glandular system your brain functioning the mRNA, what is the mRNA technology? That's what that is. I mean, they want to be able to, to upgrade and upload and change. They think they can do it better than, than, you know, than the natural order of the universe. Right. Right, right. I mean, it, it's, it's such, such a level. I mean, it's yeah. pure it's, pride. It's, yeah, it's mad scientist level, right? It's yeah. just total arrogance, like Fauci level arrogance and evil. Like, oh, we know better on the science. And you don't get choice. And that's always the sign of tyranny is the taking away of uh, individual choice for, for just for people to make mistakes, really, or just to actually 
think on their own. I mean, it's incredible. So anyway, Hans, great to talk with you again. We're at the two hour mark. So that we got, that is music for the masses uh, weapon. Music is the weapon. Uh, number eight. So we've done eight shows so far. So they've all been superb. I've been trying to get to these last few slides. Finally did it. Yeah. We made it. We're done. We got, to, <laughs> we got to the last one. It's incredible. Anyway, you know, we've added a lot of other information other than the slides and things like that. So anyway, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, William. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, and, cool. and thanks to everybody for listening and for your feedback. And I absolutely uh, appreciate the uh, attentive audience. So yeah, no, they're totally all right. interested. All right. So. All right.